Welcome to episode 26 of the Art of Homemaking podcast. You might be thinking, what, an episode on Thursday? We wanted to surprise you guys with a little mini episode a couple times this season just to make sure that you get as many episodes as possible since we got a later start to season three. So today is just going to be a quick one, but I think it's going to be valuable and hopefully give you guys some really good ideas for outdoor winter activities you can do with your family. We know that many of our listeners have children and, and have families, and we wanted to give you guys some ideas for getting outside and getting exercise, getting sunlight, and getting your kids wiggles out in the winter season because I know it can be really hard and I know sometimes it can feel like, well, what do we even do outside? (laughs) And we just want to be inside where it's warm. Um, But we really encourage you to get outside. It helps to boost creativity. It will help to um, improve mental health and physical health. And it's really valuable in learning to appreciate the seasons that we're in. So we'll just get right into it. Number one, go to a new park that you've never been to before. Bring some warm drinks, hats, and gloves, and bundle up the kids and go to that park that you've never been to as a family before. I know, like, in my childhood, I always reflect on all the moments that my parents took a little extra effort to find some new parks for us to visit to, and it was always the best thing ever. <laughs> I remember there was a big wooden park that was all the, all the toys were made out of wood, and it was just the neatest, like, castle. Something to keep in mind while you do this little road trip to the parks is have some blankets in the car for the car ride home so you can all bundle up and stay warm and cozy. Number two, paint some rocks and then take a walk as a family, placing them around your neighborhood for other people to enjoy. I feel like this is a really great way to um, teach your children to think of others and try to bring joy to the world around them. And in this time of year, there's a lot of joy needing to be had. So (laughs) it never hurts to put some little bright spots in your neighborhood. Number three, go for a family hike. There's many times I'm hiking and I see little families out there together and I think it's so such a great thing to get kids involved with at a young age if possible and um, you can also look up hikes in advance to suit the needs of your family on the All Trails app. If you've ever looked up uh, that app, you'll know that there's a bunch of filtering options so you can get really specific on age ranges and the types of trails, like a paved trail versus like a really rugged one that probably isn't family appropriate. <laughs> so look at that app and uh, go from there. And if it's snowy, you can go snowshoeing and that's really nice and low-key for the family to participate in. And with that being said, there is oftentimes you can find rentals for snowshoes, so you don't have to go out and go to the nearest REI and spend hundreds of dollars to get the family equipped for little adventures like this. So check out some rental ski shops, and they'll have snowshoes there for fairly inexpensive prices. Number four is visit a local nursery to see all the winter season plants, and this is also a really great time to pick out seeds for a spring garden that you can plant as a family. So you can get your kids involved in thinking about what do we want to plant in the spring and dreaming up what your garden's going to be and they can even have their plants that they're going to take care of and you can take some time to go back home after this and learn about these plants and how to take care of them and you can even start a garden journal with your children to really plan it all out so that they'll be prepared when the spring comes. Number five is bundle up and make a pot of soup outside like on an open fire 
And you can also follow up with some s'mores as a family. Just really creating that effort to have dinner outside and make it kind of fun. Maybe let the kids go in a grocery store and pick out like an ingredient to add to the soup and just keep adding one by one. And obviously, like you as a parent, like think about in terms of maybe something to tie it all together. But you can go from there. Number six is visit a farmer's market or a local handmade market. If you live in or near a city, you might be able to find farmer's markets or handmade markets in your area this time of year. Um, if you're way out in the country, I know this could be a much harder one. I know when we lived just outside of Minneapolis back in the day, we found this really cool handmade market that had goods from all around the world and we would go there in the winter when it was freezing cold outside and we'd get some hot Indian food and we just walk around and look at all the cool artisan goods and um, we had such a blast going to this little market so you might be able to find something like that in your area even flea markets can be a lot of fun and if you can't find any of those things then a good little backup plan is to go to an antique shop. Number seven is start a nature journal with your kids. Identify different trees while you're walking and take pictures and like collect little samples of the leaves or the needles. And then as a family, you can look them up online and then document your findings in this little journal. And I think it just makes it kind of fun and really tangible that, wow, this is in my backyard. And I know for me as an adult, I wish I could have learned a lot more about the different trees in my area that I live just to really build that appreciation for for living in Washington or wherever you live. Number eight is venture out to explore a new town. There are so many cool towns that you maybe never would have thought to go to and I think it's so much fun to just look up like cool historic towns in your area or even fun tourist towns that you might live near and just take a drive and walk around downtown, visit the shops, visit a restaurant, you know, meet the boutique owners, um, maybe even go to some of their parks. Just be in a different town for a day. Even if you don't stay the night, even if it's just a day trip, that can be so much fun. Number nine is build a snowman and go sledding followed by hot cocoa. It's definitely a winter classic, so you might as well get out there and do it as a family. Build a whole snowman family. Get, get really creative. Number 10 is work as a family to do some outside chores. Things like chopping firewood or burning brush or whatever it is that you have to do outside. You can do this as a family. Get the kids involved. Keep happy conversation going have a positive attitude about what you're doing and pass that along to your children. It can be so much fun just doing regular everyday chores and doing them together with your loved ones. So there you have it. That is 10 outdoor winter activity ideas for the family. I hope that this list might have given you some new ideas or got your wheels turning on things that you can do outside as a family. This is a great time of year to be getting outside and teaching your children to appreciate the winter season, which can be very challenging. I know it's hard to bundle everybody up and get out the door, but we really encourage you to do it. And and these moments will no doubt be memories that your children will have for years to come. And now it's time for Daily Delights, the part of the show where we share a routine, music, books, shows, recipes, anything that has elevated our everyday experiences. 
this week, my daily delight has been having my coffee outside in the early a.m. Even though it's been really chilly out there, I've been working really hard to just get myself out of bed and outside. I think that little change has really boosted my mornings to just get me off to the right start. So that's what I've been doing differently, and I've been really enjoying it. This week, my daily delight is a gua sha tool that I got um, probably a year ago. Um, I probably pronounced that wrong, so don't get mad at me. (laughs) But if you've never seen one before, it's basically like a really, really flat um, rock (laughs) of sorts that's shaped kind of weird. But you use them to massage your face. And it's like a deep tissue massage because it can really get in there and in places and in a way that like your fingers really can't... um, get to those muscles in your face so it really has helped with like tension like if I have a headache or if I've been frowning a lot it really helps to release that tension and it also has been really helping to drain my sinuses which have been suffering since we moved from the colder temperatures and the drier air and the wood stove like my poor sinuses have been so stuffy every morning so um, I just did a little gua sha session last night and this morning I woke up with a clear nose for the first time in several days so um, I just have been doing this a couple times per week and I've been loving it so I will link the one that I have in the show notes for you guys to check out this concludes today's episode if you enjoy our podcast please consider leaving us a five-star review on apple podcasts apple has the largest listener base and this will tell apple to recommend our podcast to other listeners who may be interested if you listen on another platform you can simply copy and paste your review to that platform for others who may listen there as well all the show notes from each episode will be available in the details section of the episode or you can find them on my website nessablack.com slash the art of homemaking You can keep up with me on my Instagram at Nessa.Black, where I share everyday life, daily thoughts, and inspiration. You can also follow Shannon on her personal Instagram at Shan.Vantrice.